Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of The Unique Radio's Manifest Monday Show. I'm your host, Mary Brotherton, and every Monday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, we release a new episode to help you learn more about the power of manifesting. The more you listen, the more you'll learn. On the second Monday of each month, our sponsor, Jillian Harris, joins us. Visit her at theconsciouscougar.com and learn more about how she uses the power of color, energy, thought, emotions, and crystals to help her manifest and how she can help you learn how to manifest even better. Call 516-418-5651 on the second and fourth Mondays at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time when I am live with Jillian or possibly other guests. Be sure to follow The Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio or your other favorite platforms so you don't miss a single one of our most popular podcasts. Now let's get to today's topic. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. I am so happy to be here with you on the first Manifest Monday show of 2023. And I welcome your calls. The number, if you want to call and talk with me today about anything regarding manifesting, is 516-418-5651. Now, I will say this. It's a tricky, tricky thing to manifest relationships. A lot of people do that, and they'll say, I want, uh, I want a, another relationship. I want a new boyfriend, a new husband. I want a new life, a new girlfriend, <clears throat> a new spouse. In, you name it. I want a different business partner. And th- that's all well and good. But today we're talking about manifesting healthy relationships. And this was brought home to me in a harsh way over the holidays, um, I've come to realize that sometimes the people that are we already have relationships with are not the people that we need relationships with. And that includes family. I will tell you, there's nothing like a holiday to bring home any dysfunctions that are going on in your family. And, and when you walk away from a an event or a, an incident, I'll call it, whether it's over social media or text or phone call or in-person, face-to-face incident, and you're you're shaking your head and you're thinking, this is not right, this doesn't feel good. If you get those gut punches that say, ow, I'm, I'm in pain after this. Why does every, why do I have to walk on eggshells around this person? Why must I always be suffering when I'm the one always giving and giving and giving? Why do I have to make the first move all the time? Why is this relationship not reciprocal? That's not a healthy relationship. If two people in a relationship, and it doesn't matter if this is a work relationship, if we're talking about you and your employees, you and your volunteers, you and the person you volunteer for, you and your boss, it could be you and your neighbor, it could be you and the person in the house with you. It could be you and your pet. If you have a cat and you're always the one going to the cat looking for affection and attention, the cat never comes to you seeking love, that relationship is flawed. So what do you do about that? The best thing that I ever read was in a book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. 
she was a student of Abraham and Esther Hicks who helped bring to light the law of attraction way back in the day, long before the secret was Esther Hicks were out there talking about what you give is what you get. The energy you put out is the energy you receive. And this is where the relationship comes in. I mean, I can I can put out all day long. I want a relationship with my whatever. I want a relationship with my children. I have one just by the fact that I birthed them. I want a relationship with my husband. I have that because he's my husband. I want a relationship with my neighbors. Well, they live in the neighborhood with me. We have a relationship. But just saying relationship, if you break that down, you have a relation. The ship is the attitude of it. But the the thing we need to be asking for is a healthy relationship. A relationship that is for our best good, our highest good. And I will tell you that as a person who is on a spiritual path, and I am, I've been on this path for many years, but I've been on it in a very casual way. Now, as I'm getting older, I realize I have a much more limited amount of time on this earth. Of course, we all do. We never know. We could walk outside and be hit by a garbage truck. We could be run over by a kid on a four-wheeler who got it for Christmas and isn't paying attention to where he's going. We could be hit by a stray rock that some boy throws down the street. Interesting, usually girls don't throw the rock. Sometimes they do. But we could be bit by a snake that we don't see. Yes, figuratively or literally. Um, I live in Florida, so I could be eaten by an alligator. Not likely because I'm bigger than most of the alligators that are in my backyard. And I pose more of a threat to them than they do to me. But I'm not taking any chances because an alligator, even a small alligator who bites you, can infect you with, I believe it's salmonella. I haven't looked into that lately. But they do have some bacteria that they harbor in their bodies. It's good for them, but bad for us. And if they bite you and get it in your bloodstream, you could easily die if you're not treated properly. Um, I have raccoons in my neighborhood. I, I live in a suburb, but it's near a wildlife refuge. So because of that, any of these uh, raccoons that come into my yard could be rabid. Not a good thing, but it's a thing. So I could die here in my home. I could die in my sleep. If I'm lucky, that's how I'll go. However, I envision my, my death is always, in, my, in the back of my mind, I've always envisioned it would be a tragic situation. And with today's world, you never know who's wielding what. My point is, our days are numbered. We don't know the number. I could be here for another could be here for another 60 years easily. That would make me 127. I've often said that I need to live to be 137 in order to get things done that I need to get done. But I know that it's up to me to do what I can with every day and make the best of it, whether it's working on my stories, my memoirs, my novels, my scripts, my paintings, my garden, my relaxation, working on my nonprofit, working towards making it sustainable, or working toward healthier relationships. I have a day, like everybody else, I have 24 hours. 
some of those days, some of those hours I sleep. But I have as much time as you do. And one of the things that I need to do is to make sure that I am prepared to do my part toward manifesting what I want. And I know you're probably going, but Mary, how do you do that? It's really simpler than you think. You start where you are with gratitude. You say, thank you, God, universe, spirit, source. Thank you, Gus, for giving me the relationships I have. Thank you for the times that my sons call me. Thank you for the times that my sons return my texts quickly. Thank you for letting my sons think of me randomly without an occasion behind it. Thank you for the little things that my husband does that make me smile. Thank you for a cat who loves me as much as I love him. And thank you for a cat that has been my stalwart companion for almost 19 years. Thank you for the sun that shines. Thank you, even when the sun doesn't shine. Because when the sun is not shining, I miss it. And that's the perfect time to remember the impact that that sun has on my life. My grandmother used to say, you can't appreciate the sun if you don't have a day or two of rain. And rain is as important as the sunshine is. Rain gives us an excuse to go inside and relax and and soak up the blessings that we received. The quickest way to turn a relationship around, if it's faltering or not good for you, is to find something in that relationship that is good for you. Appreciate what you've got, where it is. And what I have noticed is when I am grateful, people feel that gratitude and they respond in kind. If you want to get someone out of your life because you know they're not good for you. You just tell the universe, thank you for providing me with all the people and relationships that are for my highest good. Or I'm grateful. Hold on, folks. My cat's going crazy. Have you ever read a web article on the internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee, Candy, and Creative, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly. Thank you, Tony, for that little quiet interruption while I calmed my cat. Like I said, my cat's 19 years old almost. He will be this year. And he 
sometimes gets confused. He would be the equivalent of like a 92, 93-year-old man. And he gets really confused and is not happy sometimes. He doesn't know where he is. So I have to calm him down. And that's part of our relationship. So as I was saying, you can say, I am grateful for the relationships in my life that are for my highest good. And so it is. Because what's going to happen, though, is you're going to find relationships that are falling away from your life. They may be family members. They may be children, sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers, husbands, wives, any number of people. If they are not for your highest good, you're going to find that people just disappear. They ghost you, basically. Or when they do respond to you, it's with regret or begrudgingly or out of a sense of obligation. And you don't want a relationship with anybody feels obligated to have a relationship with you. That's not a relationship. That's a transaction. So to get the healthiest relationships, what I've done is prepare myself because I did ask the universe to provide me with only the relationships that are for my highest good. And what that means is some of the people that I thought were most dear to me, they still are very dear to me. The way they just fizzled out of my life. If I text or call, they respond as if no time has passed because they're not mindful of the relationship. In my world, I want people who are as mindful of me as I am of them. My very healthiest relationship is with my husband. And then my friend that I've had for longer than I've known my children, actually. I've been friends with her for 47 years or so. And she was just a kid. My Sunday school class, when I first met her, but she and I have been friends ever since then. And I was a young woman. I didn't have any children of my own yet. They were coming. Um, but she and I have been friends, and she lives in a different state. We email every day, even when she's off from work, except for the weekends. Usually the weekends we give each other a break. But we communicate daily. Sometimes I initiate the emails. Sometimes she does. Recently, I texted her about a relationship problem I was having with one of my sons. And I was hurt. I was very hurt. And I'll tell you why. Because it's it's important to share the details sometimes. You get a perspective. My oldest son has been married five times now. He has invited me to two of his weddings. His second wife and his third wife, he eloped and had a very civil ceremony with them. His fifth wife, he had a destination wedding. It was small, but they call it an elopement. Yet they had what they called elopement guests. Well, if you have guests and you have cake and champagne and you're wearing a suit and tie and big old cowboy hat and she's dressed in a white dress and you have a photographer take pictures, that's not an elopement. My husband and I, Curtis, and I eloped on 2005. Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, 5505. We didn't plan it. We didn't expect it. It just kind of happened. We just looked at each other and said, 
let's go to the courthouse and see what's involved in getting married. We just wanted to go ask some questions. Next thing we know, we're in the back saying vows and we're married. He pulls out rings from his pocket. He kind of planned it, but he wasn't sure if I was going to go along with it. So he just kept it a secret. So we got married. Nobody was there except for the woman who married us. And we moved on. That was an elopement. As soon as we were married, we called family, told them. The, the point is, my son got married at a beautiful destination, at a pretty ceremony from what I could tell. And I wasn't invited. My other son was invited. Her parents were invited. His stepmother was invited. So I don't understand. Well, I do understand. Number one, it's not about me. It's about him. It's about his choices. He chose to not invite his mother to his fifth wedding. That's fine. I don't care if it was his first wedding. He chose to not invite his mother, and he chose to invite his stepmother. And the funny thing about it is, for more than 20 years, he's constantly joked about his stepmother and made me believe that he didn't like her. Well, I found out a couple of weeks ago that, uh, well, about a month ago, before they got married, I found out from his current wife that they talked to their step to his stepmother at least once a week. I do good if I get a phone call from him four times a year. And it's always been that way with him and me. So I didn't think twice about it. But now I've got a caller on the line, so let's see who it is. And shut me up. Hello there. Hello. Hello. What is your name? Uh, My name's Lisa. Lisa? Yeah. Where are you calling? Where are you calling from? Uh, From the Midwest. Okay. Welcome to the show. How can I um, answer your question? Okay. So I don't know if you could just help me with this because I'm kind of like nervous about something. Um, it's not a big deal, but I I had I had to have someone fix something at my place, and uh-huh. I gave them a check. Um, they were like the company actually farmed it out. I guess, you know, they have like people working for them extra because it was so busy. It was heating time and it was really bad in the Midwest. We had a really bad, you know, weather last week. So anyway, so the person did what they needed to do. They they bled the system and then, you know, got the water out second time. The first time he did, but then he came back and did that. And then I had to get a new valve. So he asked if I could pay him in a check. So I did. And I made it out to him, like not even the company, I don't know, just put his name on it. So I made it out. And after I um, did that, he said, he'll send me an invoice that evening. So he did sign a receipt, like just on a piece of paper that received and what he did. Because I had to pay him for the valve. Like he was like, he's working for the company, so they didn't pay me for leaving the system. Like they're just going to charge that to the condo. But for the part he gave me, it was him and his truck. So I paid him for that. So anyway, so the check hasn't been cleared and I don't know how to like handle it. He sent me a receipt, but on the receipt, it just said what it was and the price, but it didn't say I paid in the check number. So it hasn't been cashed. So I don't know if I just like call him, wait another day, because I know it's it's busy the last couple of weeks and just, you know, ask him to call me back. But I'm concerned the check hasn't been cashed yet. And then if I don't hear back, then send an email. You know, I did, he asked me to confirm that he received, that I received the invoice. So I did confirm I received that a couple weeks ago. So I have the email address and I can just write on to that message. You know, I'm concerned you haven't uh, cashed that yet. And I want to make sure I have, you know, enough money in the account. And also that, you know, on the invoice you had him put that the check was received and I gave it to you when you were at my home, right? You know, net 30 days, like the day you did it. Do you think I should just right. handle it like that, like for first call? Did, did he do? Did he do the work? Yes. 
and you got the part that you needed the valve. Yeah, and they, he said call him the next day if it didn't work. So far it's worked. There hasn't been a problem. So I could go back to the original heating company and tell them that, you know, who you hired out, he never got back to me on the check. But I thought before doing that, try to first reach him and let him yeah. call me back in a day or send another email. So the invoice that you got was from him personally? Yeah, or was it from because the I asked him to give me an invoice, but he didn't have one that day, he said. So he did it that night. And it said, okay. you know. You know, payment due 30 days, 1.5 interest per day or something. That was kind of weird. So, you know, I, I paid it the right the first day. So I just wondered, do you get any weird feelings? I mean, he's been in this area for like 20 years with this company, I guess. And the company that hired to contract him out is a, you know, substantial company. It's been around for 30, 40 years. So do you think I should worry at all or that he'll respond no, that? I, I don't get it. I don't get any sense that you should worry. What I get is it's been busy. It was Christmas yeah. and then it was, well, it was New Year's. Zero. I, it, it was 30 below. I mean, he was like working like the phones were ringing when he was at my plate. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I yeah. contracted out. I noticed that so that it was really busy. So do you if think I should just wait a couple email. more days? What, what if you've got his email or his phone number, yeah. either one, I would I would reach I out to him. Um, well, e- I would email him, and or you if you uh, if his phone's a well, mobile phone, probably, and then email. Or text him. A lot of people like text, and what I would do. No, is, no, he said to phone him. He he said if there was any problems, to phone him. He even said that so. He's okay. Open, you know, well, I don't, don't the, know the way I would handle it was start with a happy new year and yeah. start with thank you, thank you so much for coming out when I needed you the most. I really start with gratitude. Mm-hmm. Always in any situation, yes. go with gratitude. Thank you. Right. I appreciate it. Everything's working fine. I just wanted to reach out and, and you know, wish you a happy new year and say how much I appreciate what you did. But I noticed you haven't cashed the check yet. And you could even say, is there a problem? Do you need me to send you another one? In case you No, I'm not going to send you another one. Only if there's a problem. Like, I'm just going to say, you know, did you, could you please cash that within the next week and just email right. me back that you'll be able to do that? Because my problem is that I don't write checks very much, but you had asked that day, to write it, and I'm concerned. I want to make sure I have the right amount in the account that my account clears properly in the next week, week and a half, to keep my balance right. and make sure that you're paid. I, I wouldn't. And I then wouldn't just mention, ask I would him not to get mention, back to me. Lisa, I would not mention anything to him about your bank balance. He doesn't need to know that. Just ask him: Is there a problem? Is there a reason you haven't cashed my check? Well, also, can you confirm back to me that you'll be able to do that within the next, you know, five days by such and such as, you know, I need to clear that for my account as well? Yeah. Okay. And then just say, please get back to me in the next day. And then if he doesn't get back to me, first I'm going to call and ask him to call me. And then, like you said, say it that way with Happy New Year. And then if he doesn't get back to me, then should I wait another day and then just go over to the um heating company that contracted them out and explained to them the situation and just ask them yes. to please follow up for me? Yes, I think I think that's the way to handle it. It okay, sounds like you, you don't think you that there's any problem. Do. Yeah, but you don't well, think I, that I there's think, any problem, like something no, like this on going I get, on I get the sense. I get the sense that this is a very busy man. And by yeah. the time he comes home at the end of the day, he doesn't think twice about cashing checks. He's he just he does his job yeah. and he moves on. Yeah, and then also like the it was weird like it was one point five percent interest, and I just have to make sure I would never get interest because I paid. But even if he didn't even answer, if he had to, if he if he didn't get paid, people have to send you a second invoice, right? If they feel they didn't get paid, you can't just expect someone to pay. You have to resend an invoice like past due, don't you? Most businesses do. I mean, look at your insurance. 
If you don't pay your insurance, they'll send you yeah. another notice and say you're going to be cut well, off. Anybody, anybody, anybody yeah. you know, they contact you in 30 days. So, yeah, I'm just going to be really nice about it. And then um, the other thing is that um, I wanted to also ask about something else. And I just, like, worry too much about little things like this, you know, because, like, nowadays, like, it's just crazy with people, you know, like you don't know. But, you know, I've been in this area a long time, and, you know, I know a place of business wouldn't be even listed for 20 years if they, you know, were illegal or something or they were doing crazy things, you know what I mean? And there's a solution, too, that if I didn't hear back from him, then the other company that contracted him out has to check for me, you know what I mean? So Yeah. That should be okay. And my other question is, I, like, I really kind of wanted to move this next year. Could I ask you about that, what you see? You can ask me um, for the new year. I'm really not getting anything um, right now. So I think perhaps the answer is just wait a while. Uh, it, nothing is coming up in, into my energy field of anything immediate happening. Okay. And do you see that if I do move, let's say something comes up later this year, because you're right, nothing has been on the market. But if something good did come on the market, do you think I would stay in my area would be better for me or like in the surrounding suburbs? Or there was like a place I was considering a while ago, but not as much now, that's farther away, like 40 minutes, 50 minutes and a little farther out you know, where I grew up. And I am where sensing, I am, it's very, like, local. You know, it's very, like, close to everything in this public transportation. Well, I, I do, the word homecoming keeps coming up. So I don't know if that means that you need to go home for a visit or if you're going to be moving. I, I don't sense any any movement, though. You think, At least not. I was thinking I should stay. Like like a while ago, my parents passed, and I was cleaning out their house for a few months, and so I was looking at my old neighborhood. But it's really far from things. Like, as I get older, I'm alone in life. So as I get older, like public transportation, hospitals, everything would be farther, be much harder to get around. Whereas where I am, I'm like 10-minute walk to go to a grocery store to there's, you know, there's, like, services that will drive you around, you know, like the senior service. There's, like, it's close to getting on the train to go downtown. It's close to, like, five different major hospitals. You know, like, because I have, like, different, you know, things like me. Are you unhappy where you are? Well, the condo I'm in is okay. I've been here eight years. But I want something, like, nicer. You know what I mean? I want to move up, like... Okay. A little bit, a little then, bit. Then what know, I what I would suggest start start with gratitude. Be grateful. Find everything that you love about the place you're in. And as you're saying, thank you because I really like the convenience. I like the the closeness of everything. I like the that I can get around. Also say. You know, thank you, Gus, for providing me with a home very much like the one I've got. Very uh, with these amenities, and make a list of everything you want that's different. So make a list and start mm-hmm. working on that. And every day, say thank you for providing me with this new home that is better in these ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel that, um, you know, like as I'm older now, like it's just really hard to make like major, major changes. But I've been in this neighborhood like 35 years, like ever since college actually. So, you know, like when I first had gotten married and I feel like this neighborhood actually, even though sometimes I don't like it, like, you know, completely the place I'm in, that the area is better for me because as I get older, there's senior services 
And I, you know, I have to think about that because I might not be driving in another eight, 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, you know, I'm not making any more moves and I want to be able to stay though. I would never go to an old people's home or anything like that. I just forgot it. It's just, that's my time's up. If that happens, it's just it's not going to happen if I can't take care of myself. So I've got to like be able to be in an area where I can get around to a hospital where I can get places, public transportation to get downtown, even though I don't go a lot, but downtown Chicago is not too far away. You know what I mean? And like I'm right. able to do that in this neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods. So I'm kind of glad because I was so insistent about going to my other neighborhood where I grew up like a year or two ago, and it never worked out. I never found the right property. I, I did one property that I tried to move to, and I didn't win it. You know, it was like during the time when people were bidding. So there well, you go. There also, might be a reason Lisa, why it didn't work out. Another way to get exactly what you want in life, and don't even sometimes you don't know what you want until you've got it. But mm-hmm. the best way is to ask for what is for your best good, what is for your highest best. So when you do that, you can get more out of life than you can imagine. I should move, you know, that something should come up, I hope, in this next year. I'm not going to move if it didn't. But if it does right. and I, I look, then I think it's positive, and that means it's supposed to happen. It's for my highest good, I guess. So you'll, I guess I'm just going to go in that direction. You'll know because you'll be, you'll be completely at peace with it, and it won't, it won't seem mm-hmm. very scary at all. Lisa, I do have another right. caller, and I've got... I've got a limited time before the show is up, so okay. let me. I'm going to take this other call, and I'll be. I'll just leave you on the line, um, so you can listen in. Thank you so much. I really appreciate oh, you're that you welcome. got good vibes about the first thing, and I'm not going to worry about that. And yeah, um, I think you know, you'd the be second thing is really helpful. Yeah, and the second thing is really helpful. I really appreciate. Good. It. I'm I'm happy to help. All right, who did I bring yeah. in just now on the other line? Who called from 805 area code? Oh, hi. This is Donna. Happy New Year. I want hi. to wish you a happy new year. Happy New Year, Donna. How are you? I feel like you're my my good old friend. <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. Yeah, I wonder if you see any new things coming up. You know, I, I think this is my year, astrology and everything, and I wanted to know, you know, like a romance or a you know, like a life partner or more money or things like that, that would really help me. And, or what do you see for me coming up for this year, this fabulous year? The word that keeps coming to mind is affluence. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Um, Okay. That, that was as as soon as I, as soon as you started talking, I just saw this amazing big A popping into my mind. And I'm like, what is that? And then I, the word affluence popped in. Oh, okay. Affluence is good. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to call back tomorrow. Elisa will be here tomorrow. She's a lot better at this than I am. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And again, I primarily called to wish you a happy new year. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That means the world to me. Okay. Well, you have a wonderful yeah, thank you. You have a great day. And Lisa, you have a great day too. It's uh, time to end this show. So if you've got any of the last questions, ask them quick. Um, yeah, this is Lisa. I have one more question for you in regards to the second thing I talked about with moving. So uh-huh. I just want to verify what you said. So what you said basically was you can – you know, hope it's for your highest good, but if it doesn't happen, then it isn't, right? Like if nothing comes up, then. If you, if you, if you ask the universe to give you what is for your best good and something just po- all of a sudden this move pops in, you're going to be like, wow, where, you know, I can afford this. Let me go. And if everything falls into place quickly and you're feeling very peaceful about it, then it is exactly where you need to be going. But the minute that you get a roadblock, 
that's when you have to back up and say, oops, maybe this isn't for me. That's right. That's what I thought, too. So, you know, I'm just going to have to see that's, if this is the year or not. That was, yeah, that was where I was heading with my conversation with myself before you, both of you joined me on the show was talking about relationships with my son. Uh, we don't, we're not estranged in the fact that we have had a fight or any, you know, displeasantness, but it's almost as if he's just pushed me out of his life for some reason. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I mean, at first it was very hurtful. And then I thought about it. He might be going through something. He might be going through something. Through a lot. Um, He's 44, been married five times, um, has severe PTSD from his life in the military. Um, And and I think other issues in life have caused the PTSD as well. And so I, I think the situation is he knows that mom is going to always be there no matter what, so he doesn't have to worry about me. And inviting me to his wedding was just one more thing he had to worry about. And he just either forgot or didn't care. And for for a couple of days, it really hurt me when I found out that I'd been not invited and his stepmother had. And then I said, nope, it's not personal, Mary. And it may be that having a relationship with him at this point in my life is not for my best good. So it that was how for I his. It might not be for both of you at this point. Exactly. It right may now. not be for his best good. But to be honest, I can't worry about his spiritual path. I can only be concerned about mine. And at this right. point in time, that was that was the way I had to release this so that I could move on without pain and accept yeah, that. that I mean, the the fact that he he swore his brother, who he, his brother was invited, um, he swore his brother to secrecy. Don't tell anybody until I let it out on Facebook. I'm like, oh, that that hurt too. But it hurt my brother, his my other son as well because he didn't want to keep secrets from me. But there again, well, I just is, think he 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 probably needs to just make some decisions on his own now, and he knows that, and that it wouldn't be best. So that's why he's not contacting. Him. He's going through a lot. Exactly. And he needs to work it out. You know what I mean? Do you ever that's get exactly messages right. from up above? Do you ever get messages from up above for people that pass away? I do. Do you have any messages for me? My son passed away two years ago. Last week, if, you I need to call back. If, if you can call, if you can call back tomorrow at the same time or at ten thirty, Elisa, who is much better than this than I am, can she can tap right into your energy, can't she, Donna? Yes, Donna, do you get? Do you get? Donna, Donna is on tomorrow. I don't know if I okay. can tomorrow, but do you get any message from him above? Not at this moment. I, I am sensing a big pink heart. So I think that's just love. And I don't know specifically yeah. I if it's Cardinal. You. Cardinals are a message from up above. And I saw Cardinal like two, like two three or four times this last week, which was the week he passed away like two years ago. So I saw a cardinal many, many times, the red cardinal. So they say that when you see a cardinal, uh, and I hadn't seen one in a long time, was that when it was tripping outside my window and everything, when you see that, it hadn't done that for a while outside my window, that when you see that, that's their message of love to you. So Absolutely. You know, Ab- yeah. I, I believe that. <clears throat> I don't think, and I, I think there's another life. Personally, I think that when you leave this earth, that you still have a spirit that goes with you. And I, I don't know, I kind of believe you might connect, you know, like my parents passed away and I believe that they might have connected once one of them did, then the other one did, then, you know, my son. I think people like connect up above. I don't know if you think so. Lisa, let me tell you, I I wrote, I recently wrote a book, uh, released it in October called Go With Angels, and it's stories Mm. about angelic encounters. Uh, It's a little short book, but 
in there is a story. Uh, uh, I call it Sweetheart from the Other Side. My father died more than 40 years before my mother did. And 40 years? Wow. 40 years before she died. He was 60. She was um, 40. When, yeah, she was 45 when he died. How long ago did he die? 89. So maybe it wasn't quite 40 years. But anyway, he, I know he died a long time before she did. Um, and oh. every one of my brothers and sisters and some of our spouses have experienced my father visiting at the house. He had a very distinctive way of knocking on the door. And we'd go to the front door and there'd be nobody there. The day that so is that like in, every year, every year, or just every few years that something happens? Every like random. That. It could be once a month. It could be three times a week. It didn't matter. Um, but he would come and but visit. You never and, got the message. You never did yourself. No, I I heard that. I I would sometimes hear that knock, and it was like. So we always knew that was daddy. There was no question about it. It wasn't the typical strange knock. Um, and he always, yeah. it sounded like, like him knocking on the door with his pocket knife, which was what he always did. But I, I've heard that in Florida. And he lived in South Carolina. But for years, um, we, we just hear messages. Uh, I, the, the day that my husband and I moved in to take care of my mom, she was in her late 80s. We moved in with her to take care of her, and we were un, I was unpacking, well, we were all packing boxes, and just sat up straight and just, whoa, did like that. And Curtis looked at me and he said, what happened? I said, well, somebody just came through here. I don't know who it was, but I felt them. And I heard this message, you don't recognize your daddy? And he said, I'm just so proud of you for being here with your mom. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So we've all had encounters with him throughout the years. My youngest son did not have any encounters with him until after my mother died and my son moved into her house, which was probably maybe three years after this incident. He moved into her house, which I had inherited, so he was there as I moved back to Florida. And he called me one day really excited. He said, Mama, and he never calls me Mama. It's always Mom. Mama is like, we got to talk. And he said, I just had a conversation with Pops. That was my dad. I said, you did? He said, you know, I've never heard him before. But he came and stood right beside me where I was sitting in the chair that Granny used to sit in. And he said, I'm not coming back to this house anymore. I'm with my sweetheart now. Oh, wow. That was, that was probably six months after my mother had died. Hmm. And That's since then, I sold the house to my brother. He's been remodeling it, and he has not reported any new occurrences of Daddy coming to visit. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I do think people meet people above that have passed away. You know what I mean? Like my father oh, yeah. died, and then my mother died six months later. And I think they're united. You Absolutely. know, like they're up there, and they're, you know, I, 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 well, there's lots of like stories where I read that um, I was always interested in the subject. You know, after the death, that um, that it shows that you know people like. Um, you know, when they go, it's like very peaceful and it's a peaceful world and everything's so happy and, you know, there's no problems and, and you're reunited with your loved ones. And I don't know, I kind of believe it, but I guess, you know, they said a lot of people that died and came back experienced that. They went into a tunnel and then um, it was like blinded light and, and all this stuff. And it was like a lot of people that died. And then came back. I don't know. I'm sure you've probably read that. It sounds like you kind oh, of yeah. follow that. Um, and they came back. I firmly and believe they came it. I've had, I've, had, I've had too many incidences in my life to not believe this. And that's, that's how Lisa 
can give such accurate predictions because she's really tapped in. She's studied and she's learned how to to receive messages and to share them with others. My messages have always come to me in very personal ways. But that's why I wrote the book because I felt like I, I had something to share that was important. And another story that was in the book, um, my sister-in-law had killed herself. But the family... Oh, that's sad. That's sad. It is sad, but I understood as soon as she... As soon as I heard she was, she was she in a lot died, of pain. She was in a lot of she pain. She was in a lot of, a lot of physical and emotional pain. And... Mm-hmm. When, and she was only 34, but um, oh. when she when I heard when I heard JoJo died, I immediately sensed that she had killed herself. And because we were raised Catholic, the family said no, she didn't kill herself. Even and and they they kept insisting that she didn't kill herself, even though she left a letter for her mother. And. It, I thought it was interesting. They, I guess they were trying because, you know, the Catholic faith preaches that. Um, yes, shame, shame, shame. They didn't want to, you know, for people to know. You know, if, you, if, you take, if, you're, if you're doing that, you're throwing God's gift of life back at God, and it's an insult, and you're going to go straight to hell. That's the story that I was raised on. But I never believed it, and I didn't care. I just wanted the truth. So my old son, and and this is why it's so surprising that he uh, has recently turned away from me. But I, I I can't blame him for anything. It's he's going his own way, and he has to for now. He'll I believe he'll come back, and he'll be the son that I always had before. But he called me one day. And he said, "Mom, did you know that I talked to Aunt Jojo?" This was probably ten years after she had died. I said, mm-hmm. no, I didn't, but I'm not surprised. The two of you were so close when, when she was alive. I'm not at all surprised that you talked to her. And he said, yeah, she talks to it all the time, but she came to me the other day and she said, I, to tell you that um, you were right. I said, I was right? About what? He said, Mom, you always said you thought she killed herself, but the family always said no. And she wants you to know that you were right. She did take her own life, but she wants you to know she has never been happier. She's in a good place, and she is very happy where she is. Who said and that? I, say that again. Your I'm son sorry. Said that? My son Who said, said that? that. He Your called son? me. Yeah, my son called me to tell me that he had talking with his, talked with his deceased aunt who had taken her life. And oh, she was he very happy with he, yeah. that, that he had a message. Do you yeah. ever so hear he, from he, her that she's doing good? Well, she talks to him. She doesn't talk to me too much. And she talks to me through him. So when he calls to say, and Jojo says hello, that's good enough for me. There are lots of ways to receive messages from the deceased ones. Lots of yes, ways to do that. True. And that's and those true. cardinals are part of it. And how, how so long has she been passed? Oh, my gosh. Uh, she died uh, after my father. I have to stop and think. So it's probably early 1990s. Well, she's probably a lot happier than she was if she felt she had to do that, you know what I mean? Like came unbearable and it's it's usually not like a sudden thing, you know what I mean? It's like people can go through something for a really long time and they could have severe mental problems and depression and, and a lot of things go wrong and you know, they're not if they're not able to get the help they need. Um yeah. and that's too painful. You know, it's too painful and you know, it, it happens. So sorry to hear that. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, you can get messages from above and, you know, you just kind of have to be open. Be open to hearing yeah. them. You know what I mean? 
And that's the key because you said you have to be open and you have to be quiet so you can hear those messages. Right. And I think but you really won't but we really won't know. I mean, even though we think all these things, you're not gonna know until you know, you passed away what it, what it actually is in another life. You know what I mean? Like there is no proof, you know, like someone that died for a day and came back or something like that. That that hasn't happened. It's, you know, I've read about people that passed away, you know, and will revive like an hour or two later. You know what I mean? Um, I I don't know that I need proof. I I feel like I know what I know. And I don't receive messages the same way other psychics do. I just have a knowledge and that's good enough for me. And How if I'm mistaken, if I'm mistaken, then I'm mistaken. But uh, this is my truth. How long have you been like reading like a psychic? Well, at least since I was four years old. My mother wow. told me I was. My mother told me that I was playing with angels when I was four, and. One of her older relatives wanted to have me committed because she thought I was crazy. Huh. And and my mother defended me and said, "Well, if she's if she's crazy, I think we're all a little crazy because we all talk to our angels." Oh wow, that's so interesting. Well, it was so nice talking to you today, and I really appreciate it because sometimes when you live alone, like I can like blow things out of proportion or not know how to handle certain things and. You know, it's just really helpful um, talking to you today and, you know, knowing about the first situation. Yeah, you know, because, I don't know, it's just kind of hard when you're alone, but you just have to adjust to it. I have over time, but it still is kind of hard, and that's how it is, especially as you get older, you know, just things come up, but you got to keep on plugging away, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm here every Monday at uh, 11 o'clock, and I'm here on Friday at 11 with my angel show. So if any time you want to wow. call, feel free. What's yeah, on Friday, season? I talk. That would be nice. I, and I'd love to hear how what's things your, work what's out. What's your, your first name? My name is Mary. What's your first name? I'm Mary okay. Brotherton. Yeah. Okay. And I think I like, I like your thinking. Like there's a reason for things. And, you know, it's kind of how I think, I think. You know what I mean? Like talking to you. I get the feeling yeah. like you're kind of a little bit like me. Some people think real differently about things, you know, like, well, there's no yeah. another world. I, I, used, you know. I used to try to justify how I was, and, and I realized that I am exactly the way God made me. And um, God doesn't make any junk, so I must be doing okay. Right. And I think that where you are, too, that's another point. That where you are, you know, you have to believe that's where God meant for you to be. You know what I mean? Like, I never married again, and you know, I haven't had a relationship in a really long time. But I just don't feel that that's the path for me. And it's just, it might not be. And if it is, it is. I mean, I'm not going to say I'd never go out with someone again. But I just kind of try to accept where I'm at because this is what maybe God's plan is for me. And if you're alone, you can still... A lot of people are lonely and they're married to someone, so that doesn't really mean that you have to be lonely and you have to adjust to right. it and, um, and just kind of, you know, everybody makes their life um, meaningful in different ways and you just have to do that, you know, like whether it be reading a book the next hour and then going for a walk later, you know, for 30 minutes outside, you know, doing your power walk and just kind of, I have a cat, so just kind of let things happen and you know, find things that you like in life and make you happy and just kind of keep on going with the gratitude and in the direction that, you know, God is providing everything. God is providing everything you need. And, um, you know, you're you're not totally in control. And, you know, you have to kind of just like live each day and, and, and enjoy where you're at and move on and appreciate everything. And I guess that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Lisa, I have to go. The show is about to close, and they're going to shut me out in a minute. So happy new year, and best of luck with everything. 
All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. I'm sure I'll talk to you. Okay. Bye. I'll be here. Thank you for listening today. Remember to come back every Monday at 11 a.m. for another Manifest Lesson. The second and fourth Mondays, I am live, and my guests always have something interesting to share. Be sure to follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio or your favorite platform, and check out all our other Manifest Monday shows. If you have questions, want me to guide you on your Manifest journey, or would like a transcript of this show, just reach out to me through BeUnique.org or email me at manifestmondayshow.com at gmail.com. Until then, stay present, stay positive, and always remain grateful. I'm your host, Mary Brotherton. Thank you for joining us today.